0: Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a former therapist, a highly sensitive person, and a boundary-setting coach for highly sensitive people. My hope for this podcast is to create a feeling of community, be a supportive place for HSPs, and normalize our experiences as highly sensitive people. Thank you so much for joining me, and let's begin! Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I hope you have had a great start to your summer and it already feels like it's flying by. I don't know if it's just me or what, but it feels like it's going by so fast. So today I would first like to read an email that I received after the last episode came out that was talking about the listener question about crying at work. So this Email is from Amber and she says, here is a well-earned compliment and another answer to the lady with the crying problem. I'm a life coach with corporate work experience. Your highly sensitive comments on her problem were so genuine and authentic. They were touching and real. You really cared about this viewer and her question and honored her feelings as well as the act of crying. Your advice about breathing was right on and definitely a correct decision, and the guided meditation really helps create a healing exercise that directs her into the reason she feels like crying. I've had this experience myself. I used to work at a bank run and controlled by men, of course. One of the cardinal rules was if an employee cried during work, the employee would be automatically fired. My dad was sick and dying during my tenure at this bank, and I had to tell my boss that I needed a day off to cope with everything. He listened, stepped forward about a foot from me, and stared into my eyes looking for the tear. I knew what he was doing and resolved I would not cry, so I sucked in my breath and held it, and held back the tears. I was not fired, but it was a threatening situation." To Lauren's advice, I remember when I had to address the nastiness of a narcissist and confront him and his abusive comments. I pretended I was looking at a wall of stone with a moving mouth like a cartoon character. I pulled up all my courage and did not show any emotion at any of his comments. It worked. He agreed to end the financial stalemate and settle. So I know you can do it, but it will take practice and fortitude, but feel so good in the end. And yes, it is a time to honor yourself and find a better boss. Good luck. Amber, thank you so much for the wonderful compliment. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad you found my advice helpful. And thank you also for sharing your similar story and a tip that you found helpful and hopefully other people will find helpful as well. So I really appreciate that email. If anybody else ever wants to send in an email, You can either go to my website. If you scroll down on the main page, there's a contact form. And you can also email me directly at lauren at laurenlasalcoaching.com. And I will put my email address in the show notes if you'd like to email something in. So before we get into my five self-care tips for highly sensitive mothers, I want to tell you about my new membership community for highly sensitive parents that will be starting in the fall. So this will be an ongoing membership community for parents who are highly sensitive and are seeking connection, encouragement, validation, tools, accountability, and support. We will have live Zoom meetings twice a month with recordings of the meetings available inside of the community for anyone in the membership to watch if they are not able to attend a meeting or if they would just like to go back and watch and take notes about helpful things that were shared. And members can also submit questions for the Zoom meetings to make sure that everyone's topics and concerns are getting addressed. And during our meetings, we will not only address any questions, but we will also just discuss our experiences as highly sensitive parents and get strategies and support from each other. This will allow us to connect on a deeper level with other highly sensitive parents who understand our experiences and struggles. And because this is a community, you will also give and receive ongoing support within the membership community at all times by posting your questions and answering others' questions and offering support. Connecting with others who have an understanding of where you're coming from and can validate your feelings and experiences is so important, and especially so if you are a highly sensitive parent, which can feel isolating at times. This membership community is a safe place where we can vent, ask questions, and get support. The investment is $50 per month, and payment plans are available. So if you are interested and you're not sure about the financial piece, feel free to email me and we can figure out a payment plan that works for you. I recently had a highly sensitive parents Zoom group that was a couple weeks long, and here's what one of the members had to say. Lauren created a safe place to connect with other HSP parents. This is the first time I found a group like this. I'm thankful for this space to share experiences and ask questions for support. Thanks, Lauren. So if this sounds like something that you would like to be a part of, I'm gathering the names of people who are interested and we'll reach out to them as it gets closer. So I'll put the link to the form in the episode description. So you can submit your name and you will be on the list. This does not mean that you are guaranteeing that you will sign up. It's just so I have a group of people who are interested that I can reach out to once this is getting close to launching time, and then you can decide if if you'd like to sign up or not. Okay, so now for my tips for highly sensitive mothers. So as I'm a new mother myself, the list is more targeted toward New mothers, but I'm sure mothers with children of any age, can benefit from these tips as well. So number one, notice and observe your feelings. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling resentful? Be aware of how you're feeling and what's causing those feelings. Doing some deep breathing using your diaphragm. So when you breathe in, you want your stomach to expand and go out And when you breathe out, you want to push all that air out of your stomach and your diaphragm. So it will go back in. So that's how you do diaphragmatic breathing in a nutshell. So doing this deep breathing um, can calm your mind and your body. So when you're noticing that you are having difficult feelings come up, especially if you are home alone with your child, sometimes it can be hard to step away. If you need to step away, it's better to step away as long as your child is safe, than to be a parent that you don't want to be. <laughs> so if you're able to catch these difficult feelings coming up, do some breathing to calm yourself down in the moment, that can be really helpful. It does take work and practice, but it is possible. Number two, stop shooting yourself and saying, I need to, I have to, etc. Notice what words you're using Whether it's you're saying it out loud or you're saying it in your head, you're thinking it, notice what words you're using and what type of pressure you're putting on yourself. Make a list of what you would like to do that day or week and prioritize those items. And if certain things aren't able to get done, give yourself a break. So sometimes I find myself saying, I need to do two loads of laundry today and that doesn't happen. And I... I'm at the point now where I say, okay, that's okay. It's okay. It's not a life or death situation. It's fine. I can let it go. I can give myself a break. I can do it tomorrow. So also when you're making a list of things you want to do, you can include self-care activities that make you feel good and be sure to prioritize those. So don't leave them for last. Make sure you mix them in there a little bit so you can be taking care of yourself while you're getting things done that need to be done. So another thing you can do, because I know that I tend to get focused on, oh my gosh, the dishes need to be done and this needs to be done, but I'm just so exhausted and I need a break. So instead of pushing myself to get those things done and making myself feel worse, if you sometimes think about what would help me feel better, doing the dishes or reading the book. Maybe I feel like I should do the dishes, but reading a book would actually help me decompress, so I'm going to do that instead. Make sure you focus on one thing at a time rather than trying to multitask, which can leave things half done and cause even more feelings of overwhelm or frustration. Number three. Talk to your partner, your parents, or whoever is in your support system if you feel like you need help or if things feel overwhelming. It's okay to ask for help. And I think people generally are happy to help out. So let them know how they can help you out, whether it's spending time with your baby or child so you can get chores done, or maybe it's doing the chores themselves saying, Hey, mom, can you vacuum my house today? (laughs) I really just need a break. Let them know if you need space or time to yourself or if you want them to hang around to talk. Communicating what you need and expressing how you feel is so important when it comes to getting the support you need or setting boundaries where they need to be set. If you feel like people are stopping by all the time to see the baby, okay to set boundaries there and say, you know what, I really just need more time to myself or I just really want to be just alone with the baby for a while. It's okay. It's okay to set those boundaries. Number four, create a space in your home that is just for you. So sometimes this can be difficult, especially if you have a smaller living space. If you are able to do it, I think it can be really helpful to have a place where you can go on your own, no kids involved to decompress. So when you're setting up the space, make sure to include some sensory pleasing items, or lights, or scents that can help you relax and decompress even if it's just for a few minutes. Try to remember what small things brought you joy or relaxation before you became a mother and see if you can incorporate some of those things in your life or your routine again. If finding time to yourself is difficult, communicate with your partner or whoever else can support you And come up with a pre-planned time that works for both of you. So it's not a surprise. It's not saying last minute, hey, I need half an hour to myself. It's a pre-planned time that works for everybody. Number five, take a walk or get out of the house, whether that's with your baby or without your baby. You can journal, talk to another mom friend, take time to celebrate any successes that you've had, no matter how small they might seem. And so give yourself a pat on the back for the great work you're doing. If you feel like you're really struggling, make sure you find a therapist and you can find a lot of people who do virtual appointments now, if that's easier. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help is always the right thing to do, especially when it comes to your well-being and mental health. Before I sign off, I will leave you with a quote. Being a mom has made me so tired and so happy. Tina Fey. Thank you so much for listening to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. You can help support the show by taking a minute to rate and review it, share a favorite episode with a friend, or go to patreon.com slash Podcast.